Right, so we're on episode four. four. <laughs> and I'm Lee, and this is Kate. So uh, today is all going to be about, I guess, travel. Because one of the things that you said yesterday on yesterday's podcast is we were going to cover five different areas that we've kind of got experience with that um, all kind of interlinks. So running a business, building a business, juggling family, juggling travel and all these kind of things. Cause, yeah. And but, just general, well, our lifestyle, really, the things that are important to us and... Uh, yeah, how we kind of incorporate that. Because a lot of people often say to us, don't they, that how do you do all of that? And um, and yeah, I guess we are busy people, but even more so than most. So um, it's just how we fit that all in, I suppose. Yeah, and also demystifying some of the um, kind of assumptions about what it is to build a business or run a business, but also uh, with travel, where travel is concerned, there's a lot of misconceptions yeah 100 percent. i mean uh, if i had a pound for every time we were we were said oh you must be really wealthy or you, you're so lucky to do what you do and when we told people that we traveled full time like people we met on holiday that were on holiday when we were traveling oh all right for some and all of this kind of stuff but it's really not that expensive at all when you when you plan it out and you kind of know the tricks and well we had that guy um where were we? I can't remember what country we were in. It sounds like such a like ridiculous statement. Like, oh, what country? I can't remember what country I was in. But we were in one country where um, I think it was the landlord. That was Cyprus. That was Cyprus, mm-hmm. right. And the landlord, he, you could tell he was kind of, he was quite a reserved character, but you could tell there was something he wanted to ask. He was trying to figure us out when we, when we moved in. To, to the villa because we were there we were in Cyprus for about six months I think when we at one point and um, and you could tell he wanted to ask us a question and then we and he was like fishing for like how, what do you do what is it what is it you guys do what is it? and then when we started telling him what we actually did for a living he physically relaxed like you could see and he was like well, to be honest I thought you were on the run <laughs> like and he generally meant it didn't he He's I think like, he still thought a little bit that we were on the run yeah he just couldn't work it out he couldn't care he was so used to dealing with people that just holidayed mm. well he couldn't still couldn't quite get what we did really no. we worked on like because he had a very physical business obviously he was a landlord he had several properties I think he had a hotel in England and he uh, he didn't understand the whole working online thing at all really so um yeah that's that's what we kind of wanted to debunk because we have um I admin a travel group with a few thousand people in it and um there's what's the name of the travel group uh travel the world with your kids so um, if you want some inspiration on how to start traveling and stuff um obviously covid 19 being around traveling's not possible yeah, when, right when it comes back <laughs> yeah travel the world with your kids with your kids yeah, on facebook is quite a good group to join yeah absolutely and but there's there's kind of experienced uh world travelers on there world family travelers but there's also lots of kind of wannabe travelers on there and the question often comes up you know how how do you guys manage to work not just us but just you know to everybody in the group that already travels how do you manage to work and how how do you homeschool the kids or world school the kids how do you uh, afford it I, it just all seems so impossible but it, it really isn't um and it's the I think you said yesterday um you touched on it that the hardest decision is actually making the decision to go yeah um, more than anything else well we had so 
I suppose one of the things to cover off is when like the seed was sown about traveling. So God, years and years and years and years ago, um, we were both in a situation where we were both in jobs that we, we had an issue with of some sort, some sort. So I was in a job, it was in um, the finance industry and I kept saying to Kate all the way through, I feel like there's a big disconnect between who I am and what my values are and what the company's values are. And I feel like I'm making some form of compromise on a daily basis. And, and it was making me unhappy. Like it was financially rewarding, but the experience of this continued compromise was um, just generally, I could, I, I could see my life just being miserable as the years went on. And you were in a similar situation, weren't you? Where you were in a job where it wasn't fulfilling. You weren't doing... <laughs> Mine was more, I just don't like being told what to do. <laughs> yeah, there is it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing with, um, at the time was, of course, we were on salaries. So it was like, well, there's no other alternative. And a couple of friends of ours at the time... Um, they were in a, they were finding themselves in a similar situation. So we basically were just talking about this before we had kids, before we had any, we owned our, our we bought our first house together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we owned our own home, but the, uh, it was like, we were just basically willing to just throw everything like away you and go bored. backpacking, weren't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. And the four of us were talking about, well, let's just backpack across Australia or something for so many months. And I'd never traveled before. Like obviously done holidays, but not travelled. You'd done America, mm-hmm. doing a kind of backpacking thing, but um, it was a really irresponsible approach to it, right? Because we were basically throwing it. We didn't have any ideas, and we were basically felt like we were just throwing everything away. And, and unsurprisingly, it, we didn't do it. Well, yeah, so. and it and it did look horrendously expensive because we were looking at tours and yeah, you know the the usual kind of. Um, I don't know, stuff that's advertised everywhere, really, that if you if you want to travel, not only to save money, um, but to really see the world, you need to go off the beaten path. And that doesn't mean, like, in the middle of nowhere, really strange places. It just means not your top tourist destinations that, that people go to. By all means, you know, include those on your travels. For example, I've always wanted to go to Rome. Um, and we did go to Rome when we were in Italy, but we didn't stay in Rome. We stayed about an hour by train from Rome, um, which was obviously a thousand times cheaper. We had a lovely apartment, didn't we, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for a week, I think we were there. Yeah. And we just got the train into Rome and, and looked around Rome for the day. And we had the most amazing time, but it was a fraction of what it would have cost to kind of go to Rome for two or three days. You can spend a lot of money in Rome. You Absolutely. can. You can it, it's very easy to have not... I would say not a massively different experience or, or any different experience for that matter to what we had outside of the travel back yeah. and forth um, for a significantly larger sum than we spent. Yeah, Huge absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm biased, but I I actually prefer the way we do it. I, I find it more real. You, you get to see the, the kind of real side of the country or, or city or wherever you are rather than the kind of glossy brochure version um, well it also gave it a um like rome in particular that gave it a uh like an extra layer of adventure because the trains if if you listen to this and you you've not done either done rome or done it this way before when we, we would get the train in but it was like a double decker train yeah. and so 
like just for us, like, let alone the kids, for us, to be getting on a double-decker train was a real novel experience, right? It was all part of the adventure. And Although we did nearly miss it on the way home. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was like a really late at night as well, wasn't it? Yeah, we had walked around Rome for something like 11 hours, literally, literally walk, because that's another thing I, I very much advocate is when you go somewhere, walk it. Because, uh, again, you just see so much more than you, you would when you're doing some kind of tour or, or taxi or something. But anyway, we... Yeah, don't get into the tour traps, but yeah. No, we, we, so we, we walked most of Rome and, and we're blessed with the fact that we have two kids that will walk. They they have no um, no problem walking long. No, they love it. Yeah, yeah there's so, no... They don't have tantrums or paddy... And they're only young. They're like... So, <laughs> Belle's 10 and Zach's 7 at the time. Obviously, they're a year or so younger, so... But yeah, we had uh, we had walked for 11, 11 hours or so. Got to the train, and uh, and it was a massive train station in in Rome. And um, I think we trying to find the right train, and the guard kind of pointed us and went, "Oh, it's it's that way, and it's leaving now." But that way was a good like another five or ten minutes walk, wasn't it? So we had to literally pick up the children because they couldn't run fast enough and leg it, and we just got this train within like a nanosecond of the door yeah, shutting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that was about I don't know ten or eleven at night, wasn't it? I think. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. It was a great experience, and um, and I'm sure in future podcasts uh, episodes we'll be going in more detail about each country, but um, and each. Like and the benefit and why we chose certain countries over others and why and how we decided that. I think, um, I think importantly at this stage though, for anybody just starting to listen to this, is just to think, well, okay, like you're talking about building business or trying to build an income, and you're tr- yeah, and at the same time you're also saying, well, oh, and you can travel around the world, you can do all of this kind of stuff. It's like, oh, you can do anything you want. Well, to a degree nowadays, it's way easier to do things than it was even. Even just when we first started to think about travel back in the day, like what what would you reckon that was? Ten years ago? Eight more, years ago? More, no, twelve. Oh, it was, really? It was before Annabelle, wasn't it? Oh, it was, yeah, it was before Smiley Booth. Yeah. It was before any of that. Right, so like twelve years ago, whatever it is. So um, primarily because everything's moving faster and faster to online relationships on in terms of business relationships, uh, online tools. Um, I mean, we found, for example, that... There's events services, events software solutions um, that up until this year were, for most people, quite prohibitive in cost, right? They were several thousands of pounds. And then because of one of the benefits of 2020 has been that so many more people have flipped to try to create online solutions that previously cost prohibitive services are now really cheap. Right. So um, and that's not just for the event sector, that's for all sectors. Like, it, um, online solutions have become a lot easier. And I was t- talking to uh, a business a couple of days ago in the recruitment sector and he was explaining to me that um, if he tried to get from January of 2020 and before, if he did try to get somebody onto a Zoom call for a Zoom meeting, he said it would have been like pulling his teeth out. It would have been an absolute nightmare. Mm-hmm. But now it's not only is expected it's preferred like they people are actually suggesting that moving forward that people are going to want to do that more and more so when if you don't have a business there's so many um for want of a better phrase because i'm not keen on this phrase but side hustles um that you can start online like so many and um i'm more than happy to kind of add a, a, a list to the 
to the podcast for uh, in the resources but there you can just start something alongside your job I mean a lot of the time you can do your job online now anyway right you know everybody's been kind of banned from the offices anyway and I think if even if Covid just magically disappears I think that a portion of that is going to stay well yeah. the other thing is it will be and because it's online it's well, it'll be more results driven rather than time driven right yeah, it's, it's like cheaper. go get that job done yeah it's cheaper for employers so you know a lot of them are going to stick to to people not not having to do the commute having to do the commute. yeah having <laughs> so i i think we should start a competition anybody that listens to our podcast regularly should take a note of how many times i say that yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, prize the, yeah if they get, actually get it right over like so many podcasts well, over the get, whole lot over the 365 <laughs> <laughs> that's commitment yeah there should be a um what's that program we watch what? on netflix Oh, New Girl, the douchebag douche jar. Yeah, anybody who's seen New Girl, um, <laughs> it, it's a very funny uh, series on Netflix that we that we watch most evenings, don't yeah. we, at the moment. And there's a there's a guy in it, and he he doesn't anymore because he's married now, isn't yeah. he? In the series, but in the early days of the series, he's always like saying cringeworthy, like if it's about women yeah. mainly, isn't it? Yeah. He goes really cringy. So. The other people around him get have a jar that says um, douchebag jar. Douchebag jar. So you should have a <laughs> hafting jar. Hafting to jar. <laughs> yeah, but I think we'll all be sad if you stop saying hafting to. Well, I think the kids have picked it up now. So yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe you should stop. Yeah. Anyway, back to back to what we're saying. So what were we saying? We were um, saying well, just that you know, it's very very easy for you to go and and earn an income online at the moment, but also your current job is if you if you have if you're employed, um, are a lot more open to the idea. So I think twenty twenty one, um, for people that do have a desire to travel is a big opportunity. Really well, and beyond, yeah. I uh, think it will be cheaper because yeah. the travel industry obviously took a massive hit this year, so they're we all going to be. Yeah. Um, fighting for giving out discounts and stuff to get get the custom. Um, I think that uh, and Airbnb and all of that. I think we'll all um be vying for everybody's business to get them traveling again. Well, resorts. I funny enough, I had a a message from a good friend of mine uh, last night, and uh, he said he, he just sent me a link to it, and he said check this out, and it was a resort in the Maldives, and they were offering some ridiculous price, like some mm-hmm. massively ridiculous discount. For you to stay as long as you want for yeah, twelve months, I saw, I saw yeah. That, yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, it's still probably very expensive um, in the scheme of things uh, for staying all these. But is a like it was something crazy. It was something like a sixty percent or seventy percent discount mm-hmm. if you if you were to commit to something like that. And, well, timeshares, uh, weren't they? Because my my cousin was telling me that. Um... Uh, she's been interested in by it's I say timeshare it's like a timeshare it's a ho- hotel kind of version of, of a timeshare that she's been interested in um with a particular chain of ho- hotels for something like 10 or 12 years she's she's like clicked on see how much they are this year kind of thing for a long 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 time and the last time she clicked on them was a couple of years ago and they were something like 75 grand and Ooh. she couldn't justify it um and she's just got one uh, for 16 grand I think she, she yeah. got so that's the the kind of massive reduction that you're seeing at the moment in, in things I'm not saying that's that's obviously affordable for a lot of people but um, yeah and just to put that in perspective when we talk about affordable travel and what and what we did it was nowhere near oh, yeah, those no, it's, ticket it's values those kind of... it was um so so the online thing is definitely 
a master and just going uh, is definitely something that's going to be quite exciting for most people I think in the future but whether it be because they are employed in some kind of office role mm-hmm. um, or if they want to create some kind of business whatever that business is if well, it doesn't require you to be physically in a location and there's plenty of services that are like that right there's plenty of um things that you can do that don't require you to be standing next to your customer to deliver the absolutely. service absolutely but also homeschooling you know so many parents got thrown into the world of homeschooling back in um april may time yeah um that that's not a completely alien concept to people now as well you know it, um it may not have been something that you enjoyed necessarily but uh it was definitely probably the hardest aspect i'd say of our travels is trying to homeschool the kids but well, I, we they we used to they, they used to play ping pong didn't they it used to be uh, in terms of like we'd have one of them just going okay yeah you're, you're doing your learning now well done you get let's get through this little bit it should only take however long it takes and then and the other one would have me having an absolute meltdown <laughs> tantrum and then and you'd waste all your time just trying to get them to what should be five minutes would end up taking an hour and a half and then and then and then it would flip yeah and then the other one would become that the next day or a couple of days and it, and it was just that it was, was exhausting than tra- when traveling rather than in the lockdown yeah, homeschooling yeah. because when you travel, um, and lots of um, world schoolers will tell you this, um, people that um, very much travel full-time and um, homeschool on the road, is that you, you kind of get led by the kids and led by your environment. So, for example, when we went to Rome, um, I did a whole um, thing with the kids. Uh, there's a book called Mission Rome. There's a few. It's a series, Mission Barcelona, Mission London, you know, a series of different books where you... you go around the city finding these clues and finding... Yeah, the kids it, love It's that. like a treasure hunt, but it's really educational at the same time. Um, so Rome w- was used as a whole kind of bounce-off for like two or three work- weeks' worth of homeschooling either side of the actual trip to Rome. Yeah. And like Belle learned her Roman numerals and all of this kind of stuff. So you can yeah. make it really fun at, when you're on the road because you can build it into where you are. I mean, the kids learned loads about geography when we were traveling because we kept going up and down mountains and um, they learned about uh, turtle rescue and um, rehabilitation and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, well, they actually did it, right? So, yeah, yeah, in Bali, they actually, they actually rescued eggs on the beach with some Balinese people and, um, and they also released a load of baby turtles into yeah. the sea while, while in Bali. On volcanic sand, on a secluded beach, yeah. you know, it was a like they're real, they're real moments in time, and um, so so can we just uh, underline a point though here because you might be thinking to yourself, well, look, this is this is all well and good, but one, I'm in a situation where I need to figure out how to make some kind of income, right? I need to, uh, um, or um, or I'm worried about, I'm severely worried about the industry I'm in or the future or whatever it might be. So that's that's one thing. And the other thing is, well, Jesus Christ, there's travel bans, there's, there's all sorts going on at the moment. How is discussing travel journeys relevant today and the, the travel group and things like that? And on a personal note, um, and it, and it's and one of the reasons why we wanted to cover this today was because we did mindset yesterday. Like yeah. we did, we did dealing with stress, dealing with pressures, and everything on yesterday's podcast. And travel feels like a very natural thing to talk about today because 
we had in, in, in a future uh, episode, we'll go into it in more detail, but we had a situation back in 2017 where the business went through a really scary time. And um, we one through that scary time, it was a period, it was over a period of months and it was a, it was a terrifying time for us as business owners because um, we, we couldn't afford for the business to fail but it was also a time when nobody else we knew was failing in any way, shape or form. So there was also a pride element there. We also had um, lots of commitments, financial commitments that we needed to meet. Um, and so the idea of failing was absolutely terrifying to us. Like it was like the it was like an abyss. It was it was it would keep us. Um, but we were also in that kind of keeping up the Joneses world at the time as well, weren't we? Where yeah, I'd say yeah. You have to. Everything has to be like, I don't know. The kids have got this toy, or you're going to that club, or well, yeah, this... you got to go to this party. And when you go to this party, you've got to have this present yeah. or that present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But the point is that that was like that was a very like that was a very scary time for uh, us to go through. Um, and yet the thing that kind of helped pull us through that really scary time was we both sat down and we just were like, well, okay, so let's say the world, it all falls apart. Like let's, can we create a plan B? Like what if we, is there a, is there a plan B solution? What could we, if plan A is the bit, we turn the business around and everything's wonderful. And if anything, the business grows better than than it was planned to in the first place because we've solved the issue uh, that's plan a what if plan b is no the business doesn't do any it continues do it going to this and we have to deal with all the fallout what where could what could we do and what, one of the things that we realized is it was like we could do anything we like like we're no longer tied to this set of this set of responsibilities and this set of things we could like just reinvent ourselves or recreate our our, our future that's currently not on the track that we're on at the moment. And that's when we said, well, we could live anywhere in the world. We could, we could do anything. And like, I know there still needs to be money coming in and everything else, but it was like, well, we could figure out how to make money in a different way than the way we're doing now. And, um, and that one conversation just created a set of hundreds of more conversations off the back of it didn't it over the over the following months well it's about it's about goal setting isn't it because as you said at the start of this it, oh let's let's talk about um travel and oh doesn't that sound wonderful and you know there could be people listening to this that are, are very scared right now by the by what covid's done to their finances or their lifestyle or, or family and friends um and it, that could sound very much like pie in the sky but it's just about setting baby steps isn't it to to a bigger goal so it might not be that travel is on your agenda but but this year has made you just rethink your priorities and maybe maybe you live in the city and your dream is to have a little cottage in Cornwall or something like yeah. that it's it's about realizing what you kind of really want and reevaluating and realizing that you could you, you can get that um you're not stuck by your circumstances you there is so much opportunity out there to to um, retrain or um, just pick up, as I say, like a, like a side hassle that eventually overtakes your your main job or or whatever it is you want to do. But there, there are lots and lots of options and lots of ways to to do things. You just need to plan it. Well, and you need to leave yourself open to 
to recognize those opportunities. You yeah. need to be able to, so by, so basically by us talking about like opening our minds to the idea of, well, maybe travel is a possibility for the future. Maybe that it, it didn't make us want to fail with the business by any stretch of the imagination. We still continue to work really, really hard to turn that, that problem around. And we did turn it around, thank goodness. And in fact, the business towards the latter part of 2017, actually just, it grew and grew and grew outside the other side of it because of the problems that we'd solved. So ultimately it ended up being really good. Um, but what we had was this, suddenly this plan B was like, actually this is really attractive. So not only have we solved the problem of the business issue now, but we still love this idea of plan B, of traveling. How can we do both? And that then led to another conversation. And our conversation yesterday on yesterday's podcast was about having that focus, having that um, uh, filtering mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. That kind of like filtering out certain things over other things and this kind of stuff. And travel, it can be one of those things. You could, it might not happen for you it's not going to happen in 2020, let's face it. It's <laughs> might not happen for you in 2021, but if it's something that you are curious about or you see yourself, your other half and your children or, or whoever doing at some point in the future, starting the conversation now is, is, is what will get you there. Definitely. Well, it's a pull. It's about having a pull, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, rather than having to push... I said it right, having to... <laughs> <laughs> having to push you push yourself um, and, you know, get up every morning and earn your daily crust or whatever it is and, and, and kind of push through all these hurdles. When you've got a big pull, a big reason why that you're doing things or something that you're aiming for, that makes that daily grind so much easier and yeah. so much more desirable and um, to get through, to, to get to where you want to go. And, and that's what we found, wasn't it? If you have this um, and it doesn't have to be a big scary goal by any means. It just needs to be something that you really want to do, um, really want to work towards. Yeah, and so, and there's something. Um, I remember there was a a, a, a thing where they said uh, again. I'm going to keep doing these on these podcasts. I read somewhere, or I heard somewhere, but um, about how you don't know what the steps to get you to the. Uh, oftentimes, you don't know what the steps are to get you to where you need to be. But you do when you look back, once you've done them and you yeah. look back and you go, oh, right. So it's like there's plenty of times, for example, where we will sit down and go, oh, uh, had we not have seen this and had we not have done this at this point, we would never have had this opportunity here to do this. Uh, and this is something we've always actually wanted to do, irrespective of those. We just didn't understand how they were connected. So, for example, like I think our traveling journey is actually actually started not in 2017 or not with that conversation with our friends, but like I, th I think it was probably really like the Tim Ferriss book, the Four Hour Work Week, yeah. where he he turned around and he, he was he had a good business, he was but he was at the front line of that business working mm -hmm. 70 hours a week or whatever it is, mm -hmm. miserable, and then effectively he the whole book is about the fact that he figured out ways to outsource himself, like the work that he was doing. He just worked out, well, okay, how can I get someone else to do this bit? And how can I get someone else to do that bit? And I know, I mean, you're talking about a book that was written some time ago now. So in today's world, that's way easier to do than it ever was back then. Like back then, 
outsourcing work was still pretty risky and expensive, right? You still had to have... Uh... Well, technology has just made everything easier. I mean, going back to the, the homeschooling, there's, there's so many different apps and, and online um, gamified education programs that the kids love to do and they're and they're educational there's there's as you say there's all these resources where you where you can build a whole team around you yeah that back in the day would have cost an absolute fortune yeah. and suddenly you've got marketing experts and social media experts accounting and yeah well there's a counting platform things like wave for example it's free entirely yes. free yeah. to use Crazy. you know there are so many things out there that are either free or cost next to nothing um, all these tools that you can kind of uh, hack your way to, to building quite a substantial business or or just an income, you know, a, a one-man band income. Well, and gr- access to groups of professionals and expertise that can yeah. guide you that was, wasn't around. Yeah. Like, the, the, I mean, there are Facebook groups, LinkedIn uh, connections that you can make. You, there's, designers, there's... I mean, you, you can, you know, knock up a... a so you know social media post or a uh, advert or a brochure or whatever it is so cheaply nowadays yeah. it's it's crazy um yeah the idea that you and good quality too it's not like it's going to be rubbish exactly and i think the i think the problem is we're i mean we're, obviously we're english right so we're as english people we've kind of grown up in this institution of um you go to school yeah, you you get whatever qualifications you've got. You, have you to get, get your degree. Yeah, if you get a degree, great. If you get, uh, and then you, you get the best job you possibly can. You get married, and then, uh, and you uh, and you basically retire. Like you have kids, and then you basically work to retire. And oh, it's a 40, long 40, 40, isn't it? Forty years. What's it? What is the phrase? Don't know. It's something like forty hours. That's it. You work forty hours a day. For 40, 40 hours a day, 40 hours a week. <laughs> you have 40 hours a week for 40 years. Oh, God, I can't remember it. I'll have to look it up. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you on next week. But yeah, it's, it's, it, that's not how it should be. No, so the, the, you wanted to look it up <laughs> I now, did, don't I you? I can't, not the podcast. Um, so, um, but the point is that we're all conditioned to this particular um, frame of work, which frame of life, which is all about... Um, uh, how you're, you've basically got to trade a huge percentage of your life just for um, your pension, you know, and you don't get to stop. You don't get to experience life um, in your healthy days, in your in when you can really experience it. You've just got to hope and pray that you're going to be around and healthy enough by the time you're in your 60s and 70s um kate's just found this thing (laughs) so i was right you work 40 hours a week for 40 years and then retire on 40 percent of what you were earning oh wow yeah (laughs) yeah so there we go so and so you kill yourself for nothing yeah (laughs) and one of the things that you like you start to recognize uh, um especially as you start traveling the planet and especially as you start exploring the idea of like coming out of that that way of being is uh it's this this it it's easier it's like that's your cultural bias and that was a real common thing we used to talk about all the time on traveling was we're trying to shake off these cultural bias these like doctrines of this is how you're supposed to work this is what you're supposed to do so like so for example when we were saying earlier about 
um, how you earn your money and you can be online and it being results based. So if you, um, like the, the paradigm that was previously used or has always been used um, is you go to work and you work seven hours a day. You sit at a desk and you do this and, and you have your hour lunch break or whatever it is mm-hmm. and then you go home. And it or doesn't, even if you are a freelancer or something, you, you have your hourly rate. You know, it's yeah, not exactly. You, it's not defined by result. No. It's like, well, how many hours did you sit there to work on that project? Yeah. So the person that's actually committed to get a good job done in a timely fashion is actually penalized mm-hmm. versus the person that can drag it out, right? So it's, it's a, um, if anything, you make yourself redundant if you're too good at the role that yeah. you do, right? Yeah. So. So this trading for time for money is a little bit ludicrous in a lot of ways. And personally, um, when you get our experience is that the moment you start going into business or exploring the business route, it's all about result. It, it doesn't, and I often get other business owners um, who will, I, I'm, I'm helping a, a working with a business at the moment and, and with some of their strategy stuff. And one of the things that they asked me right at the beginning is, what can we do on an hourly rate? And I'm like, I, I, let's not discuss hourly rates. It's a complete waste of time. Let's talk about result. And that is a hard thing to come out of when, you, when you've been in a job all your life, or you've been conditioned to that cultural bias. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think it's moving that, that way. Definitely. People are kind of waking up to this new, new way of, 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 of working and earning. It's, um, it's well, it's potentially based. you could have multiple like levels of expertise, like us, for example, yeah. we have, obviously we do this because this is something we want to hold us like the podcast and, and uh, YouTube that we're doing very slowly because the French internet is just not fun, but, <laughs> um, but that's an accountability piece for me and you, cause yeah. we committed to do that for for this year and for the next 300 whatever days. Um, but our business with Smiley Booth and our business with um, Say It and any other things that we're involved in are all results-based. We can have multiple layers of stuff that we can be involved in in any given day Yeah. that we enjoy being part of. But nobody's saying, well, how many hours did you spend on? Well, yeah, I mean, we're very results-driven anyway, aren't we? Because yeah. if we get kind of to the end of the day and we've not moved the needle forward in any way, we even if we've sat at the desk for 10 hours, yeah. we, we can be quite frustrated. Whereas, oh, the flip side could be, it can be that you get you do do 10 hours to get one thing yeah. done. Like it's, But the opposite, if, you, if we've achieved what we're wanting to achieve in an hour, then it's like, great, let's go done. out for the day or whatever. You know, it's, it, it, it is very much about what are you moving forward? What are you, you doing to, to get closer to your goal? Or if you're employed by someone, their goal or, or whatever it is that, that you've, you've got your, that chief aim. But yeah. I think one of the other reasons we wanted to include um, travel in this podcast, apart from obviously we, we did it for a couple of years, so we've got quite a lot of experience and lots of kind of stories to tell, was we were really surprised. When we, when we made that decision uh, at the very, very, very end of 2017, and then we kind of started telling people in the January 2018... We were really nervous about telling people. Yeah. We thought we would get a lot of pushback, a lot of, you're crazy, what are you doing? Um, we thought the school wouldn't be on board with the kids. Um, we were really concerned and, and nervous about telling people, especially family as well. Um, and 
I genuinely can't think of anyone that thought we were crazy. Um, everyone was like, oh, that's amazing. I've always wanted to do something like that. Oh, I wish I could do it. You know, from all walks of life. And it really, really surprised me. The school were 100% behind us. They were like, yeah. what an amazing experience for the children. Um, and, and then, as, as we said, every, everybody we met when we were traveling all thought it was brilliant as well. And I think it, it really stuck with me just how many people want to do this. And for some unknown reason, they're held back by this kind of invisible force yeah. because we're all taught, as you said, from, from day dot, that that's not the way life is. No, and you do that when you're, you're wealthy. Yeah, like that's you not do... what you're supposed to do. Yeah, make your money now. Like, yeah. make, like don't quit your job. Don't... Um... You don't can, do any of that. You've got to, you've got to, like, that's for the very wealthy. And or you honest, can go on a world cruise once you've retired or something, exactly. you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With a, yeah, just, oh. It's, I think the, um, you, you, it's, and it's not just that you're, uh, that you've got to worry about other people's views or anything like that. It's that you do beat yourself, like, we beat ourselves up about it a lot. Yeah. Like, we were, we were very uncomfortable because we were conscious of, well, do people think we've just got all this money and or do, do people think we're just loaded now or do people think we're being really irresponsible? Like or it didn't feel like we're in. Yeah. yeah, it didn't feel like the the reality of the situation. We were able to communicate that in a very good way because no. and, and, and we, we were paranoid about it. Weren't identify we? with anybody, you know, that we'd, we'd be very much an island. Um, yeah. that you know we we wouldn't. But people were were fascinated even before we got on our first plane people were fascinated with our story of like packing everything up and how we were streamlining the business and how we were planning to homeschool the kids and and all, all the planning that went into it that people were fascinated with that even before we we left weren't they yeah i mean one of the things because we got some pushback well we were worried we were going to get some pushback from the obviously smiley booth is we've we have franchisees and um and we're really passionate about making sure they're safe, happy, and enthusiastic, and and driving their businesses. Right, that's really important to us. So we were really concerned that by us taking this leap, they just thought, "Oh, Lee and Kate had disappeared. The business yeah, is going to disappear, and everything else." But the way we kind of looked at it was, and it was the same for family, by the way. Like family of ours would say, "Oh, I don't. I'm not going to see you. I'm not going to this, that, and the other." So our scenario was we lived in one part of the UK and uh, all our franchisees were either not in the UK, they're in other parts of Europe or in like a long way away in the UK like, or in other parts of the UK. So the vast majority of all the conversations uh, that happened between a majority of our family and a majority of um, our business relationships was on calls. And so the first thing that we said to everybody was just like, We'll probably speak more, but but with the communication and the expectations around um, work and everything else is not going to change. It's just it's just a, instead of you being able to drive across to my home, which by the way for our franchisees never like I think two franchisees did that. Yeah. Um, but for everybody else, it never happened. Um, it just didn't make any difference, and and I think a lot of people once we got the other side of doing the traveling thing. Um, and they realise that, oh, I can pick up the phone to Lee or Kate at any point, and, oh, I've asked for this to be done if it's a business thing, and it's happened. And if anything, it, in some cases, it happened better than they'd hoped well, because, because of the time change, right? Well, so, not just even the time change, but because 
because of the traveling, we had streamlined the business so much more. We'd, yeah. we'd cut all the the kind of the waste. waste away and, and everything was running so much more efficiently than yeah. it, it was prior anyway. So it actually worked out a lot better um, for the business as a whole because it became such a much more efficient machine. Agreed. Yeah. And that worked for us. But the point is we had to rejig the business to accommodate that. And um, I would say if you're an existing business owner and this is a potential for your future, then yeah, look at the stuff where it's like, well, what can I outsource? What can I, what you can do from home? And that's one of the things about 2020, right? That a lot of business owners this year are already doing that. They're already thinking, well, how do I get this person to be as efficient, like if as efficient, if not more so working from home than they were when they had to come into the office? Mm-hmm. And, um, like, and if you're creating something, if you're thinking about creating income, maybe part of this and travel or living in different places over the next decade or whatever it is, is something that you're interested in doing, then yeah, build that in. Build, like, how can you outsource certain aspects of your work? Um, Absolutely. I mean, I think that's something that we can come back to on, a, on another podcast because I'd say that's, that's probably an obsession of ours, isn't it? Is how can we, how can we do this better? Not necessarily better quality, but more efficiently. We're constantly going, there's got to be a better way to do this. Well, the quality has to be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's, but, it's not to say that we wouldn't. No, I'm not saying corners. we skip corners, but, um, but I mean, when we ask ourselves that question, it's more of a efficiency thing. It's like, there's got to be an easier, quicker, faster, better way to do this when we're presented with something that's, that's clunky or, which is one of the challenges of living in France, I have to admit, oh, because geez, yeah. my God, do they do things the clunky, inefficient way? <laughs> yeah, it's, well, we're definitely finding that because we live in the countryside in France and we literally have two routers in the house and bounce between our phones 4G and the two routers constantly just to try and keep some kind of internet going in the house. But um, everything's like that, isn't it? It's like, oh, the paperwork here is just insane yeah. on anything. If uh, if you go anywhere or do anything, it's like, oh, you've got to fill out a form and do this and do that. But however, so. the and this is, a, this is another <laughs> thing about if traveling is on your radar, and I suppose this is the introductory element to how you can fit the idea of re- remote kind of living, traveling into a business aspiration you might have or into your business down the road, is that... We're still very connected with, we've been on calls this week with our franchisees. Um, we've been doing a lot in the in in our both our businesses and... We, networking and, net- and PR and... Oh, yes, all sorts loads of more networking than we've done. And yeah. it's all, even though we are hamstrung by the fact that we have to run off these different internets and we are, and there's a lot of bureaucracy in France and everything else, um, we're still able to, to perform, if not outperform, a lot of other things just because of the way the world is nowadays it's a lot easier to do that and like if you'd have gone back 10 years this scenario would not have been a a possibility at all it couldn't work and there's a massive community out there as well to help like you were saying about experts but there's also just a massive community of like-minded people that was the other thing that surprised us wasn't it like we um as much as we were initially surprised by everyone's interest in what we were doing which was uh, and um, they were behind us that was great there still wasn't really many people doing what we or we thought we in all honesty I thought there was they were going to be a bunch of hippies anybody that was kind of traveling the world like we were doing but everyone we met had this amazing story very yeah. similar to ours that they just that they were either working too hard or running a business or um, and they just wanted 
more from life um, and wanted to see the world, wanted their kids to experience it um, and and had found a way. Um, and there is a huge community. There's there's the group that we've mentioned, but there's, there's several Facebook groups with masses amounts of, of family travellers out there um, so you, that you can pull on each other's experiences all the time. And we met a family, didn't we, that in uh, in Italy that we ha- they had just reached out on one of the groups on Facebook saying, would anybody like to come and stay with us because we want to practice our English? And so we went and stayed with them. For oh, that was in, yeah, that was in um, South Till. So, so, uh, hi, Rebecca, if, yeah, if, uh, you're, if listening, you're listening to yeah, this. Um, that was a fantastic experience. It was amazing because it was completely, well, that's the other thing that traveling does, especially if you haven't, because it's not like a holiday. So a holiday, you spend ages obsessing about, I'm going to go there, I'm going to sit by the pool, I'm going to have, what's the food like? What's the beds like? What's this, that and the other? And, and you have this moment in time, like a week or two weeks or whatever it is, and that's the holiday. Whereas with travelling, it, it allows you want it to be perfect because yeah, it's your only two yeah weeks. that period yeah, yeah for the <laughs> for the year or whatever it is so and you might have saved up for it for eighteen yeah, months yeah. or whatever it is um, but with travelling it's different because it becomes a way of life and and there's this it it creates because I'm not the most I'd, I'd say neither of us are the most spontaneous of characters right mm. we, we especially you like to plan everything way in advance but it created this spontaneity right the, well, it, we, well and we got better at it especially me because I had the mm. first almost year planned out to the nth degree didn't mm. I and then the travellers that we, a lot of them that we met were going okay so where should we go next week and they're looking at flights and they're looking at accommodation I was like what exactly <laughs> and, and when we went to South Tyrrell we, we stayed in this beautiful farmhouse with this amazing family and um and South Tyrol is just a stunning place, mm-hmm. isn't it? And um, but that was that was all organised within a, a couple of conversations on Facebook in yeah. a place in the Facebook group, and then and then we were there before we knew it. And and that's one and that was one of the highlights of our travels. I mean, Definitely. there was a lot of them. So um, I think I think a lot the common thread that we found with a lot of people that we met travelling was. That there was this conscious, and that might and that might happen a lot more now because of what's happened in twenty twenty with COVID. That there is a conscious, like awareness of something's not right. Like what I've grown up with in terms of how I should view other people, how I should live my life, how I should view other cultures, and all this kind of stuff. How I should view money and success, yeah. and, and all of these things. It, there's something that just doesn't feel quite right. And I can't tell you what it is because I don't know what it is. Yeah. And, and so I need, to, I need to in some way break away mm-hmm. from whatever it is that's making me feel. It's, like, it's not that you're in like, it's not like, I suppose it kind of is, but it's not like you're in a bad relationship. But, it, yeah. it's, but you can feel that something's just like, it's a bit like that. You know, well, you can a, sense that there's got... A stale relationship, I think. You, yeah, yeah, you can sense that there's something better out there. Yeah. But you couldn't say what it is and you couldn't necessarily say what it is that's wrong today. Yeah. Like, nothing's fallen over, nothing's broken. I mean, You're clearly... Just restless. Yeah, clearly this year, probably a lot more has fallen over and a lot more <laughs> has broken, but... Generally, if you're not in that situation where it's like everything has fallen apart and completely broken yet, you get, that was that was definitely the thing that we found with a lot of other people that we met. It was like, yeah, I just needed to break free just to see. And the the common thread across everybody we met was, wow, it's like this 
this culture over here made me really view my own way of thinking yeah, there yeah, and 100%. Um, and oh we didn't have it exactly right in, in the way we were living there and yep. little adoptions of things that people have said or how they live you kind of that are outside of your current cultural like growing up bias yeah, right yeah it's, um, it expands your your horizons doesn't it, it expands your worldview and makes you and, kinder and so important for the children as well yeah. to, to um experience these these different things and these different ways of being um but yeah i think i think we'll touch on more of that in in future podcasts won't we i think we'll we'll wrap up on on that one yeah i think that kind of that's a good <laughs> intro into yeah. why if you're not currently thinking about traveling why maybe you should for the future and if you're thinking it's a ridiculous idea right now um well yeah it is in 2020 but that doesn't mean you shouldn't start the conversation for future um yeah and we'll we'll include this and our reasons for doing and experiences in future well, episodes there's not much left of 2020 so it's all about making 2021 amazing 2021 is <laughs> gonna rock it's gonna be amazing right okay so end of episode four yep awesome see you tomorrow bye